Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name's Helen Webster. I'm with the lovely Sandra Scott and our fabulous guest today is Natalie Reeves Billing. Thank you, Natalie, for giving your time today. I know you are super, super busy at the moment, which we will find out a little bit later in the show. Um, so thank you for coming on um, tonight, which is which is pretty cool. So we always start off with a shout out to the kids, any kids who've done amazingly wonderful things. Sandra, do you have any little people you would like yes, to shout out to? Oh, my poor little angel, April in Southport. So loads of kids have finished school. She hasn't. And on Friday, when she goes, I've got a test on Monday. And I thought the poor lamb. <laughs> she, she had a test on Henry the Fourth, Part One. She was thirteen on Monday, uh, yesterday. So I wanted to hear that the poor thing. Oh, I know. Never mind. Well, well done, April. She'll ace Brilliantly. Oh, she will. Yeah. And what about you, Natalie? Any little people, young people, who you want to give a shout out to? Actually, I'd like to uh, give a shout out to my daughter today, Ellie Rose, because um, for our charity challenge, she decided that what she was going to do using her skills was loom banding. So she did 400 meters of loom band and she's only nine. Wow. Uh, yeah. And she raised 350 pounds for our Boat of Hope challenge. And she gets a big clap. Well done. <laughs> Do you remember when loom bands were like the massive crave, crazy yeah. everyone out of Adam? They were just the coolest things ever. It is. Well, we were late to that party. So the problem was, you know, where you don't want to learn how to do it because you're just so busy. By the time we got into it, everybody was wrapping up and finishing off. And But I'm like an expert now, nowhere to use it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Amazing. 400 metres, that's like massive. Yeah, it is. It's a proper we it's a sprint. I was going to say we should lay that out because that's an athletics track. We should lay that out in an athletic track and do a sponsored run around that. Well, we would have done apart from nobody told us if you leave it out in the cold weather, it goes brittle. And so it snapped and she was in tears about it. Oh, it all snapped. Oh, bless her. So she's oh. starting again. Oh, well, she did a great job. Well done. It's marvellous. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give a shout out to Scarlett Galbraith, who won a certificate and she won, she didn't win a certificate she got a certificate but she actually won the award and she won the values award for excellence which oh, is pretty cool so yeah. every time every week i say her, she has to tell me three things that she, she hadn't done the week before you know three new things yeah. and well, um she got a swimming certificate and something else something else but this is a really important one because this is for excellence so well done at superstar okay. scarlet brilliant well done um, so success this week for you personally something that's happened this week that has been a success um sandra well i've had a few actually but my first one's very trivial but i'm so excited about it so we were very late to the party planting the veg this year the seeds and everything and normally you know i've done them in the house growing them in the seedlings done it all anyway ronan dug all the back over so we put them in not saturday gone but saturday the week before which was quite a hot day. And they're all, because of the weather, they're all like that. They've just, within a week, and now they start appearing and so on. But, okay, as usual, so I had all the seed, and I thought I'll plot them in my little book, one of which you gave me. Mix them all up, no idea. So, yeah, again, I'm going to have to download the £25 app for the year to identify what the hell I've grown. Which just get my dad round. He'll look at the. He'll look at. Get me dad to go round. He'll look at the leaves and he'll just tell you what they are. Don't be paying twenty five quid for that. Make him a cup of tea. <laughs> no, I've got a picture for him to put up for me as well. Oh, they are. <laughs> Two beers at one stone. A cup of tea later. There you go. So brilliant mystery crow. I love that mystery. You know, you'd never. It's know like a stir fry, crow. isn't it? No, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's corn, courgettes, cabbage, Swiss chard. I know exactly what I've planted. I just don't know which is which at the mini. Right. Makes life more interesting, I think. <laughs> it's a surprise. It's better. It's a surprise. It um, what fun. about you, Nat? I would say every single one of my book launches has happened in the last three years and so has been virtual. And so this oh. is the only real world one where I actually get to be with sentient, living, breathing people celebrating oh. something. And that will be really emotional tomorrow because, you know, it hasn't felt real. It just hasn't felt real to me. And this will actually make me think, wow, okay, I might actually be an author. So, yeah, that for me. Nine You're books. You're 100% wow. an author. You've got nine books. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Amazing. And, we, and we'll find out more about um, the launch and, and, and the books and everything a little bit later. About you, Helen. Well, today I've just made corn ribs. Corn ribs? What on earth are they? So it's sweet corn. Right. And you, so I went vegan plant based like two years ago, it is nearly. And I saw this recipe for corn ribs. So I used to love chicken wings and we used to make chicken wings and like a dead hot day and things like that. I was thinking, oh, I can replace it. And I'm not very good at the buffalo cauliflower wings. I haven't mastered it yet. But I saw this recipe for corn ribs. So you cut the corn and you, you put paprika in all bits and pieces and then you bake them in the oven and they come out. So you cut them into like quarters and then you eat it and you leave the little bits. So it's like the bone. Wow. Oh my goodness, I would never have thought of anything so creative as that. When it comes no, I saw it on Instagram or somewhere and, and so so pinched it, which is what I do with all my recipes. But it was amazing and I thought, oh, so that was a massive success because, um, yeah, they were very nice. Well done. So Fabulous. Yeah, so there we go. Um, right, do you, have you got another success, Sam? You had another one? Well, no, I've got quite a bit of stuff going on at the moment, but it's all very exciting. But I'm gonna, I'll hold on to the veg for this week. Okay, cool. Okay, we're going to play this or that with Natalie. So Sandra will ask you and I, I will ask you and Sandra this or that. So you just choose which one um, you want to go. Sandra, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, okay. Natalie, you've mentioned cocktails a couple of times before we went live. So pina colada or apparel spritz? Oh, I would have to say pina colada because I love a sweet taste and it's never changed my taste has got sweeter the older i get so i would say definitely pina colada what about you helen that you hate a paddle spritz don't you i hate paddle spritz and i hate pina colada what i'm not and to, be, to be honest i'm not a cocktail lover want a mojito or a daiquiri um i'd probably go strawberry daiquiri yeah nice one yeah like what about you san um you're a pedal street lover, aren't you? Yeah, I absolutely love it, but I do like a pina colada as well. Oh. But if I had to pick one or the other forever, it would be in a pedal spray. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going totally the other end now. Fruit cake or sponge cake, uh, Natalie? Oh, this is an easy one for me because I love fruit, but I don't like them when they get all dried and crusty. Mm. So I would have to say sponge cake, keep the blooming sultanas and stuff out of my cakes. <laughs> yeah. Hand out your curries. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same. <laughs> what about sponge, you, Sam? Sponge cake. What about yeah. you? Yeah, sponge cake, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm the same. I like fruit, but I don't like it in things. No, but it has yeah. to be moist. Yeah. Be moist. Go on, Sam. Um. Okay. Writing for under fives or writing for over fives? Ooh, okay. I would have to say over fives because I find it very difficult to use the smallest amount of words. So Twitter is yeah. very difficult for me. I'm quite long-winded. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I would say over fives, definitely. Okay. I wouldn't use long-winded to describe yourself. I'd say literary. Oh, thank you. That's nice, Thank you. Yeah. Okay. That's a nice way of describing somebody, literally. Um, Would you rather read to an under five-year-old or an over five-year-old? Oh, an over five-year-old, 100%, because they sort of like buy into you and you can do all the crazy voices. And all. Although I do like little people, I do like them. I, I don't like babies. I like them when they're like three. Three is like my favourite yeah. age. I, I like when you can talk. Yeah. yeah I like when them when they're three and they're, they're like everything's new and they can do it all and you know they're cool. Yeah. It's so, Zoom oh, time. It's it's radio time because the cat just walked in. Oh, oh yeah. uh, where where is he? What's his name? His name is Shuey. He hates humans until we go on to this and then he just comes in and meows all the way through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well everything's you know because I've got three flies buzzing around my head. So I'm oh, trying well, my, you, trying my dog not to whack nature. Nature being with them. Um, what about you, Sam? Um, probably if I had to read to a child, maybe um, like five year olds are perfect yeah. age, really. But and I know what ones, you know, um, yeah. just like reading to kids, and so, I love books and things, so yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, okay, it's very warm outside. It Are is. you gonna have a lolly ice 
or an ice lolly how do you pronounce what what is it is it lolly ice or is it ice lolly there's only one way to answer this anyone else who answers any other way is going to fall out with me it is a lolly ice i've got a spanish girl over at the moment who i'm teaching well i've got a few in, i'm teaching english too at the moment but i've got one particular girl who's done three weeks intensive two hours a day, and I had to explain that I said well we say lolly ice but elsewhere they call it a nice lolly oh why well that's just how it is <laughs> no one knows why but it just rolls off the tongue much better that way mm -hmm. I think so yeah, yeah. <laughs> lolly ice. okay cool go on son okay um would you rather on a hot day sit on the beach by the sea or be in by the pool oh that's a difficult one isn't it i would mm. say the beach because you can decide to go in the water or you might not want to go in the water you might just want to dip your toes but if you're by if you're by the pool i think that you feel some pressure to have to get in the pool in and out in and out in and out and sometimes you just want to listen to the world go by so i would say the beach gives you both of those options um for me oh it's dead tricky that i'd probably say the pool because you can jump in and out dead fast uh, um, natalie helen thinks this is nonsense what i say you get a better tan if you buy the sea because of the salt coming off the water and when you're yeah. in and out the pool it bleaches your tan which we all know helen thinks that's nonsense well i heard that but you know you have those things of like scouse mythology and I, I think that's an urban myth. One of them because, you know, I grew up thinking that you can't drink water when you have a meal because it dilutes your stomach acids. This is what I grew up thinking. And because of that, even until three years ago, I didn't drink water with my meals. I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to digest. It is complete and utter nonsense. So that just goes to show, doesn't it? Well, mine was, if you chew, chew and grun oh, yeah. and you swallow it, it wraps around your heart and you die. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, we all need that one. Yeah, or if you suck your hair. It was only about maybe six years ago, I was driving along in the car, and I thought, that's just... Randomly? No, but it's impossible. There's, like, absolutely no way that it's connected in any way, shape, or... but I'd believed it for all those years. Oh, my God. It's like when my mum told me that we have mm -hmm. teeth in our bowels, so I thought you had two loads of choppers that are chopping here and then chopping further down. Oh, Wow. That's a dangerous place for the dentist to go. That's for sure. I wouldn't want to see my mum. I believe that till the day I went into high school and everyone was laughing at me. I was in, oh, well, I've got one worse than that, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Plumbers one night years ago. Oh, on Hardman Street? Yeah, well, I, this was, I worked there, but this was after I'd worked there. And um, I was out on a night out. And this guy, who obviously said to me, he said, you have teeth in your womb. What? Isn't there a horror movie about that? Probably. Oh, but, I, but honest to God, right. So I, I'm skilled in what I'm skilled with and diabolical in every other area. And I got a U for biology at school because I just don't understand it. Biology, chemistry, oh. I just don't get it. So I got used <laughs> for all of those. So I was like quite confused by this and did speak to a few people about it who just thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever heard and the like. And I was going, no. And then I was going, well, could it be calcium deposits? And I was like trying to justify me thoughts on it, yeah. So don't feel bad about that. No. Oh, yeah. Well, good. We all were, we all came on a stalk delivery, didn't we? That's how it all <laughs> Yeah, 100%, 100%. Okay, last one. Enchanted forest or space? Oh, that's so tough. Oh, Sandra, you're going to have to go first on this. I need to that's tough for me. Enchanted forest. I thought you were going to say enchanted space. Enchanted <laughs> forest, yes. It's just, just a bit. Yeah, I would say yeah. I think that the theory of going to space is more exciting than the practicality of it. Like if I actually thought, am I going to get in a rocket? No, I don't think that anyone's ever going to see me get into a rocket and go into space it's fraught with danger and i'm not a risk yeah. taker so i would say the enchanted forest would probably offer more in terms of my sort of personality definitely cool what about you hal um i'm the same i i think enchanted forest because that's just what i just love being in, in the woods and the trees 
But I, I'm the other way. I think it would be dead cool to float around in space looking down on Earth. You know, when oh, you wow. see the photographs um, from the space shuttle and, and, and they show you the, the there's a, a thing on Instagram and you can follow it. Yeah. And it's it's photographs. I just think it's absolutely amazing. It, it just fascinates me. Um, have you seen that film with Sandra Bullock in? Yes. But no, she, she, she was all right. She was cool. She made it. Oh, see, it scares me because I've got a fear of vomiting. And so if I'm sp spinning around and I suddenly start hurling, I can't get out, can I? So yeah. I don't like things where you can't just get off straight away and, you yeah. know, quit. So we'd be stuck. on roller coasters, Natalie? Only certain ones where I've had good experiences. I can't do waltzes now. I can't do that. No, I can't, I can't do waltzes anymore. So I think you get worse as you get older, but I'm all right with things like air, you know, the one where you're like strapped yeah. in. Like, my favourite ride ever. Oh, I love it. It's like you're flying. I mean, some people would yeah. argue that's much more dangerous, but I just, I can't handle the repetition of movement. Okay. I'm the same. I think it's like travel sickness type thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. Okay, so we're, we're, we need to whiz on because we need to give yeah. Nat as much time as we possibly can because she's got loads to, to, to talk about. Um, so Sandra, you're going to introduce Natalie. Okay. And then so we're going to hand it over to her. Certainly, so we're absolutely delighted to have our wonderful guest Natalie Reeves-Billing on our show tonight, who has many, many strings to her bow indeed, a radio presenter, like a professional one, <laughs> a radio presenter, and also uh, an accomplished author who is now launching her ninth book um, and has an event tomorrow where she's doing that. Um, she's a social entrepreneur um, and a great advocate for mental health. So take it away natalie tell us about your journey how you've come to do what you've to do now etc what's inspired you and how we can all help you and support you oh well thank you what a lovely intro um i started off in music so um i was in a band i was the lead singer of a band there were four guys and me as the female lead uh, we played sort of rock sort of music um, we got a record deal and went to la to live the dream i dropped out of law school after one year so there oh. was a law career gone at just one year into the studies but up i went to try and live the dream um we were there for four years we had a lot of happy times creating albums playing with some amazing people um it didn't work out we found out that our record label boss was corrupt and he got put into prison for 25 years oh no wow that was a big a big shocker so we went back home and thought well we can't carry on doing this again we can't start from scratch again our hearts were out of it. We were all bickering Aww. and stuff. We just got sick of each other. And, you know, Aww. I'd become like the matriarch of the band. So I think that's where the rhyming sort of thing came from. Because when I was younger, my mum would say to me, let's have every Thursday as a rhyming day. And the theory that in my mum's madness, I guess, was that you can't argue and rhyme. So we'd have these rhyme days and we'd just end up having these ludicrous discussions with these ridiculous forced rhymes and we try and get angry with each other. It's just impossible. So um, we just became really quick with rhyme. And so when the kids were born, I started writing my stories, which I've always been a bit of a storyteller. I love speaking. I can't shut up. So once I started talking to the kids about it, it kind of naturally came out in rhyme and had this sort of regulated time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I think from there, that's where it all came. But I've always been very creative, ideas-based. So whatever I've been in, the commonality for it all has been developing ideas and writing, journaling, blogging, that sort of thing has been the consistent thread through it all. Oh, and did wow. you write the songs for the band or? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I saw them as a mini story. So effectively, um, a lot of my books that I write, I can actually sing because I write them the same way I wrote my songs. So I write a verse and a chorus, a verse and a chorus. I have that repetition going. Yeah. So and you do have that a lot in children's books, but uh, that just means that if I did want to, I could put on silly masks or horns or whatever and sing it with my friends, which is where I feel comfortable. That's where I live. And do you know, that's um, that's absolutely brilliant for education, though, as well as I'm sure you realise it's intentional the way you do it because it's like if you look at the Doctor Zeus, they have the repetition of the words and you see it again, and it's like when teaching foreign languages English as well, you teach something. And it's the first time they see it. It's not. And then when you see it again and again, you know, if by the end of the story, they've got the vocab. So that's really effective. Oh, How, that, your mum was inspired doing that with you. 
Oh, no, she was. She she has a lot of, uh, she used to take us on magic bed rides at the end of the night where it would be like, where do you want to go? Where should we take our beds? So it's like bed knobs and broomsticks. So yeah. I kind of grew up in this fantasy space. So I can kind of like compartmentalize reality and step out into my own little bubble, I guess, for a little while. And that's a nice place to be most of the time. It's only getting back yes. into real life where you go, oh, I wish I was back in the bubble again. Oh, and what age, so these books you've written, the, the nine books, this is the ninth one, what age group are they aimed at? Um, the From three till seven is the target age, but we found that um, because we're doing a lot of work at the moment with literacy, uh, we found that with the pandemic, uh, the books are actually landing up to eight, nine, and yeah. still being able to be used. We can also use it beyond that as well, just to teach certain elements of story. So you don't have to use it as a way of actually just reading the story to kids. You can just use it as an example of a certain type of story, certain themes in storytelling. That's a quick way to show a story arch, how you begin a story, how you reach a midpoint, mm -hmm. how you reach the end. Rather than having really long pieces of text, it's very difficult to explain to a child then how story arcs work. You know, yeah, how link is when they're going through 19 chapters or something. Rather, they've got the begin, they've got the whole message, if you like, through that that short time frame when you can read it at the bedside or they can read it themselves. And of course, a lot of you speak about mental health advocacy. A lot of the things um, with reading is it's a it's a real escape for children as well. So yeah. that it could be pure escapism and a fantasy aspect or it can be a story perhaps that they relate to themselves yeah, with their own things. So tell us about some of the stories you've written. Like I saw the title there is Where Is My Smile? So yeah. what's the theme about that? So what it is, is it teaches us that a smile is not always as easy to find as people would make out, but that's okay. Sometimes you have to look extra hard for it. Sometimes it comes from unexpected places. Sometimes it just presents itself when you're waiting for something to happen. So it's that thing of don't be worried that it isn't there yet. Just be patient, enjoy, just try to enjoy the people around you and what you're doing. So it's, it takes a child on a journey, looking physically for his smile, looking under Teddy's, looking under the bed, looking in his mum's bag, looking into this. And, and really what at the end of it we find, I'll show you here, that the smile comes back when he gets dressed to go and look for his smile, as you can see here. And his parents are like, what on earth is he wearing? So yeah, yeah after this, everyone's laughing. Like, what? Uh... So really, they found that their smile is in each other, and a smile is loved. Oh, I love oh, that. I love that. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into writing children's books? Um, I always wanted to do it. And um, I went on this retreat, a writing retreat, with loads of people who were really like me, like really batty and... Uh, into organic stuff and growing herbs and magic and all this sort of thing. So people who are like me, and uh, I found it, it's called Arvon, and it's the best thing I ever did. So the Arvon Retreat, it's in the middle of nowhere. There's lots of locations around the UK, but you can meet people just like yourself. You write in structured lessons during the day. Then you have sort of like presentations over a glass of wine and some meals that everyone's cooked. We have a schedule, a rotor for everyone to make food. There's a menu there, so you know exactly how to make the food. And at the end of it, you've made 20 incredible friends. So you've got a community. And you suddenly can sort of call yourself a writer because you're quite self-conscious about that, thinking, when can I actually call myself a writer? And really, it's just having the confidence to go and say to the people closest to you, which are, who are often the hardest people to tell, I'm a writer now, you know. Oh, really? Oh, how long is that going to last then? But, you know, you just have to be confident enough to share your journey with the people closest to you and then say it out loud and then before you know it you are a writer it's amazing isn't well, it? you're definitely a writer because you're on book number nine i know um, i just I, I would love to do this every moment of the day but at the same time i just wish that i could be like six different people at once you know that there's the part of me that wants to be an archaeologist the part that wants to go on amazing journeys there's the part that wants to do something incredible like call natalie reeves billing she's the authority on this we can only have natalie get a helicopter you'll end up judge you'll end up speaking at the um the literary festivals etc and uh, judging new pe people's new books and things you know you'll become a leading authority and you can go on your 
archaeological dig for your holidays. That'll all work out. You can do all of that. Don't worry. That would be incredible. I would love Plenty that. Of time for that. <laughs> do the books? Do, do the books have um, a character that go through them all? Are they all individual books? Um, these ones that I've got, because this is with a publisher, so it's the first time I've gone with a traditional publisher, so this is great, this is part of a team now, I'm not on my own anymore, I don't have to pay for my own books anymore, which is something, somebody's seeing something in me, which was a, yeah. really, big, a really big step as, a, as an author, when somebody sees that in you, not just others and your close friends, yeah. um, and so that was a big moment, but in my Monstrous Me collection, those books flip, so you read a story twice you read it once through a child's eyes and then you read it through a parent's eyes when you get to the middle point you spin the book upside down and you read the same story but this time see the other side of the story and then you have to decide who's telling the truth so oh, they're called split perspective stories and they teach children how to step into different narratives and see the world and that's really really good education at that age to show there's two perspectives to things isn't there two yeah. sides of every story. I think that's an excellent concept. Oh, thank you. That's where we set up our social enterprise. Our CIC is called Split Perspectives. And oh, we deliver storytelling workshops and giant den building, but we use the den building as an analogy for story, the foundation, the midpoint and the ending. So we get children understanding what story is. And we also let them make themselves become characters in the story as well. So they can see themselves in the stories they can draw themselves into it. They can learn to illustrate. They can learn to write a blurb and all sorts of things. So, yeah, we're there to support kids. And where do you do those, Natalie? Are they in schools or all different places? Or can people access them as individuals? Yeah, we, we've been working through the holidays. Uh, we work with, we've worked with the Department of Education. We've worked with uh, the councils. Um, we work with community centres directly. We work with organisations who might want us to go onto a construction site and guide people around the construction site with characters saying what different jobs there, there are and kind of interact with the space so people can see themselves in different roles around the city. Yeah. Um, because we have a strong construction theme and we're all about everybody being able to build and see themselves in this building role, it's quite popular with construction firms. It's quite popular with housing associations, community groups, because it brings lots of people together yeah. using yeah. their hands, but using their creativity too. It's cool, isn't it? It just sounds great. I bet you could do some good work with adults as well. Yeah, well, that's where, you know, when you think, I'm just trying not to meander, because historically in my life, I've done all of this. I've still been kind of slowly you know, making my way to where I need to go, but via lots of different destinations. Yeah, that's your journey, though. That's your creative. That's your journey. That's, I wouldn't worry about that one, but I think that's brought you to where you are. I think that's, yeah. you know, wonderful. And you've probably got many more adventures and things to try, which is good, you know. Yeah. How fabulous. <laughs> so we, Sorry, Sam. We were having a little chat about um, the reasons why you start, you know, you're a mental health ambassador and, and, and the reasons why um, you started to write. Um, do you want to explain a little bit about how that all works? Yeah, so um, well, mental health has always been a big uh, passion of mine. Uh, we didn't talk about our feelings when I was growing up. And that led to a lot of problems through my teens and my early 20s, where I feel like I lost a good few years uh, just not knowing who I was. If I was given a choice, like, do you want to do this or that? I wouldn't know because I didn't know myself until a really later, later on in life. Um, and still, in a, in a lot of ways, I feel like I don't really yet really get it. Um, and a lot of those things come from um, being young and not knowing who you are, not really understanding what's right for me. Um, our family didn't feel like they could talk about feelings, you know. Um, so for me uh, and the kinds of people I've met and their stories as well, I've realized how important it is to talk to our children in primary school in a palatable way. Often the, the damage is already done by the time that children get to high school. I was very damaged as a child by the time I got into high school. And I feel that those conversations should happen sooner. And I know that there's a lot of schools have thought about this where people may say, well, you know, maybe we can't say those things to children just yet. But in my opinion, would you rather they be actually doing those things and experiencing them like I did? Or would we rather have a conversation with them that could possibly prevent them going into all sorts of different things that might happen in their lives so 
yeah, this was the main um, the main reason that we started Split Perspectives, really. Which is brilliant. And, and I went to um, Holy Rosary School um, in Fazakli last week and um, we did the show on the Tuesday and we went back again on the Thursday and we were um, outside in the yard and they had um, a friendship stop. Oh, and the yeah. friendship stop was just like like a lollipop stop and, and there was a little bench um, and it was just in the yard and I thought, how cool is that? That, you know, you can just, if you're struggling a little bit and, and you have, you know, the worry hand where you put your hand in and all your worries disappear and if it turns green and they had lots of um, little things around and you just think, oh, that's lovely. You know, I, I have two things. I think it's an amazing that they've got them. I think it's awfully sad that we have to have them. Yeah. So um, I think yeah. there's sort of two two things in my brain. Um, no, I think I'm like you, you know, to, to speak to, um the younger ones and uh, you know tell them that it's, it's it's okay you know it's okay to um and i think that story about the smile it's okay to not have a smile on your face yeah. um yeah. there's a great quote if, if you can't um if somebody hasn't got a smile you know give them one of yours i can't think who, who, who yeah. did it that there's one of those um and i was listening to a podcast this morning and it was all about um smiling it was about smiling and it's it was about um people you know who they were doing sales training on the phone and there's a sales training where you should smile as you're talking on the phone because people yeah. can feel the smile down the phone. Yeah, I, I can hear a smile, definitely. In yeah. When we used to record in the studio, people would say, put a smile on your face while you're singing and you can hear the song just brightens up. So it does do a lot even to your, to your body chemistry when you're smiling, but action mm. smile as well. There are people who just have a very deadpan expression. But the thing is, their actions smile. What they do with their lives smiles for them. So it's not yeah. the, the smile is not the only thing. Like when we're all going around wearing masks, yeah. does that mean that none of us are happy? No, because you can tell that the eyes are smiling, the way our body language is is mm. smiling, and the things that we do smile as well. Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. So jo Joe's listening in, um, and Joe's going to come and see you tomorrow because she she texted me before, oh, and she cool. says. Natalie's coming in to see our gang. So Joe has been one of our past guests from Autism in Motion. And uh, Nat's going in to, um, to see the gang over the holidays and we can't wait. And I'm going to find out what day that is and I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, it's brilliant. We need all the helpers we can get. We'll have a high-vis jacket and a hard helmet for you with your name on. Perfect. I can rock one of them. <laughs> Definitely. When you go, Natalie, you say in a team, so are there are a few of you do it together, the sessions. Yeah, we have six people delivering workshops. Um, so, yeah, we have a storytelling giant den building with sticks and bricks. So there's all different ways to build. Um, then we decorate our dens with, our, with wallpaper and flags and all sorts of things. And then we sit inside and have a story in our new den. And then we all get certificates and we graduate from the building academy. So it's really and, lovely. And Natalie, if say there's an organisation or there's like a group or a community centre or a charity, whatever, and they think, oh, we want to do that with our kids. This sounds amazing. How can they get in touch with you? What's your website? Because we'll pop it on the page. Oh, yeah. Well, they can search for us under builder-book.com um, or they can find us on at Builderbook UK in any socials. Builderbook. I love that. Are you typing it in? It's builder like build a rather than build a because of copyright issues with build a bird. Because you can't have build a. You can't have build a anything. You can't build anything. Nothing. Build a hat. You can't build a hat. Can't build a hat. So it's builder as in B E B U I L D E R. Yes. So we become builders and we build a book. Brilliant. So if yeah. we look at that on our socials, we'll then be able to share that on the Success in the City page. Yeah. Um, then people can have a little look at it then, can't they? Which is like a really cool thing to do. I just think it's such a cool idea. But that's not all you do, is it, Natalie? It isn't. So I do have the um, radio show. We have the female forum as well. So Liverpool Speaks, number one, is um, Liverpool Speaks is Liverpool Year of Spoken Word. It's getting people to talk, have conversations, do public speaking, do things like this, have the confidence to speak out. Uh, so I interview people on the radio, Liverpool Live Radio, about that as well. Uh, Female Forum is about amazing leaders around the city coming together to speak their truths on a range of different subjects. 
it's all about being able to lead however we want to lead and that's not representative of our ability to smash it in whatever job we happen to have just because we can own our feelings so this is what it's about a safe space for people to share who are professionals in what they do uh, so there's that and obviously i've got my book launch tomorrow which we're having in conjunction with a mental health forum so i've gathered together a lot of leaders and educators like yourselves who can actually make change so we're going to talk about initiatives that are happening across the city for young mental health and hopefully by the end of it we're all going to know 60 more people that we didn't know before and we'll actually be able to go away and make some real change which is brilliant isn't it and it's yeah. great that you can use that as a platform you know um and, and launch your book as well um so where is it being held it's at the wonderful right blend bookstore in waterloo a chap called Bob Stone owns this bookstore and I love him because he takes a risk on indie authors. He puts their first books up there and that's something that most bookstores will not do. So he was there right from the start, putting everyone's book up in his shop, giving them their first book launches. And he's just amazing. He's an author himself. So I would recommend support indie every time. And where's his bookshop? It's on uh, South Road in Waterloo. Oh, on yeah. High Street. Oh, where the events is. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's where, um, just a little bit along, so Fletcher's was, was um, Christine Penner was one of our, come back towards and then it's done. And we've had, we've had a few people from Waterloo, haven't we? We've had the cinema on okay. and we've had um, Fletcher's and it also we had on from Waterloo, we've had somebody else from. Um, but yeah, it's quite cool and it's um, it's great that you can launch the book and um, and a little people going, are you going to do, are you going to read the book or is that a secret? Is it a surprise? Well, I am going to read the book, but in a bit of a funky way for adults, because the purpose of it is to show what we can do with these sorts of resources. So I'm getting the educators there, the change makers to talk about what we want to do with these sorts of resources. Um, and so, yeah, I'm talking about permanent change rather than a one off uh, children's reading. I thought yeah. it would be better to actually put something permanent in place. Definitely. And if mm -hmm. people can't attend the book launch or, you know, whatever it's um, and they want to purchase it. Where can they buy it from? Well, you can get it from Amazon, but I would recommend to get it from the publisher because it's much better for the indie publishers, the small publishing houses. So I would get it from Tiny Tree Publishing. Okay, Tiny. so we'll put that link up for the. We'll, we'll get the the, the, the link from to your book in on the yeah. website, and we'll put that up. And then, um, it's much nicer to, to go independent and, and buy direct. Um, yeah. Apologies, but my uncle Ron's listening in. <laughs> Hello, Uncle Ron. I said before we came on, right? When before we went live, I said, "Oh, Helen, Uncle Ron will comment on my hair tonight." <laughs> he said, "Has, has and Bob's Helen's mum." That's me, Mum. Has Ron <laughs> made you smile? It has because I knew because I, I said he'll save her Michelli hair. <laughs> I just jump in the shower before and just leave it, you see. <laughs> I like your vermicelli hair. I, I love like it. Hair. Fortunately, yeah. I'm in tranquility hair salon tomorrow. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness. So when you're not writing and doing all your other bits and pieces, what do you like to do? Oh, my goodness. Well, I love silliness uh, i'm just a very very silly person and i like laughing so i like practical jokes and i go out of my way to prank people so i mean i think these through in a dark way so <laughs> i love april fool's day i work up for months to my april fool's day <laughs> i am um, i put everything into that so my ideal job really would be you know remember um what was it called remember jackass oh yeah uh, yeah. Oh, that, but maybe not so sinister. But well, I think, oh, wow, I would love that. Well, there's several moments in my professional career, particularly when I was teaching, where I thought Beatles about was there. And things <laughs> was me where I looked, I genuinely, one time, I literally looked up and I thought, the hat, this can't be happening. There's just things <laughs> like that that I've looked for Jeremy Beadle. Do you like Ant and Deck when they do it? Oh, I do. I love I love seeing people bounce off each other with this humour and like prank each other. I think it's so funny. So that's what I love. I love just creating. Even like with the charitable things, I like to think of something really off the wall. So we had like our Peggy Pedalo challenge, which saw me 
in a pedalo in my petticoat pedaling for 300 miles um wow, 300 miles miles yes and i slept on the pedalo as well um so how long did that take you oh well i had a get out of jail free card was that my friends who turned up to the event were able to help me near the end when i was tiring by t eating up some of my miles for me so they got to work them off dressed as boats running around the lakeside so it was fabulous and we raised so much money for the samaritans we got all community leaders oh. together the lions the liverpool china partnership we had um liverpool heartbeat charities samaritans representatives different housing associations we went on a walk for five miles and back we had all the mares there it was wonderful but the thing is i think it takes a certain type of person to just not take themselves very seriously and thankfully our core group are all about that they don't mind just being the butt of the jokes and doing whatever it takes to raise some money for what we do brilliant um, and we were, it was called the petticoat pedalo yes it was it was absolutely i'm gonna have to send you pictures because it was it was ridiculous. definitely okay. and then um, we were talking just before um i was talking about your dresses because I'd, I'd seen the dress on socials and i was yeah. like how cool is the, that the dress matched um the book and things like that and then you you said that you always wear a petticoat i do uh that's my thing no i don't wear anything else if i go out i am in a dress like this i have ones for the winter ones for the summer i have ones with sleeves ones without sleeves but they all have petticoats they're on mannequins outside my door so i have an army of mannequins something that you know Bed knobs and broomsticks would be proud of that you can animate and get them to. <laughs> I love dresses and I, I just think that they're a conversation starter because everybody sees the dress and says, What's that all about? And then I can use it as a platform to launch into a story, you see. So well dressed. And do you, do you make the dresses or does somebody make them for you or do you buy them? My best friend from school makes them. She's a lady called Claire Rufo. So they're made with love as well because they're bespoke and she doesn't make them for anyone else. So I feel kind of privileged because uh, mm. she has a day job and this is just something she loves to do. She goes on the patron sites and supports all local, you know, people who are making fine clothes and stuff like that. So yeah, she's really got me into them. But after the pandemic, I thought there were dresses I haven't worn for years. And I thought, never again am I going to leave them in the wardrobe. I'm going to get them all out. And I'm going to wear them every day, every day is a celebration. 100%. It's like, you know, when people say, oh, I'll save that for best. It's like, yeah. oh, just wear it. It's like the, the parlour, isn't it, in your house when no one's allowed to go in that room. My yeah. nan has a room that I don't, I don't think I ever seen in all the years that I visited. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Brilliant. It's all about the now. Amazing. Yeah, definitely 100%. Yeah so interesting so i so can't cool. wait I'm really looking forward to the launch tomorrow evening and i think what you're doing for because there's a, there's a motive behind what you're doing it's not just that you oh you like to write children's stories there's a reason behind what you're doing you're making life easier for children by helping them inspiring them and you know and opening their minds and by the looks of it helping them through some challenges as well and difficult situations yeah. um, and i think helen and i have both been very much aware about how the um the pandemic which is when we started this show to try and connect people and keep in touch with people how effective they were in the pandemic um for a variety of reasons you know and it's affected the children massively and through every age group so you had little ones ones who were born who didn't socialize with others because they were born they were just in the house and that was it then people who'd started school come straight out people who didn't finish school like year six going into secondary in the transition, people doing exams and not, not knowing what was happening. A-level students, degree students, and I think all the young people were massively affected. So I think it's brilliant that you champion that. The other thing I wanted to say was, you said, um, you know, you've been picked up by a publisher now, which is great. And I think people who don't understand about writing, they don't get it. And some of the most successful authors started out themselves doing that. And I don't know if you've read anything by Brené Brown. So, yeah. Our, yeah, well, our great, great friend Brian Quinn said to me about Brené Brown. Um, and I read one of her books just last week. And one of the things it said was she said she'd when she did her writing, she paid for it herself. And she was a PhD lecturer at university. And one of the guys, she was put down really badly 
and he said, oh, I want to put your thing on the course. And she said, he said, who's the publisher? She said, well, actually, I sorted it myself. And he said, oh, I couldn't possibly. And she said she really felt it, you know. But, of course, now she's a, such a successful multi-million pound or dollar-selling author, you know. So it takes a lot to get there. To have a publisher pick up your work is a massive, massive achievement, you know. Um, Jimmy, with any other, what you were saying about your support network and the people you'd met on the course, we've had uh, Vince Cleghorn on here. Oh, yeah, Vince. Yeah. yeah, yeah, who's a good local author as well. And uh, we've had a few authors, haven't we? We had Julie Lamon, who's written for older children. Yeah. Um, but Vince is the younger ones as well, like yourself. There's a few. We've had this, just so many wonderful, creative people here. You know, it, it's it's fabulous. So you do very well with that. And you've got your radio show as well, haven't you? I have. And uh, I'm the ambassador for the Boat of Hope campaign. So, um I wrote a mental health book about that as well for the Samaritans. Um, and that we'll see a local man say, uh, solo row the Atlantic in December, 3,000 miles across the Atlantic for child That's brave. So we're going to be all across the city with the Boat of Hope and with the book. Um, we're going to be at Liverpool one for three dates. We're going to be Brilliant. singing there, performing there, talking about mental health, showing people the boat that he's going to be sailing on, spending wow. 90 days on. Um, so yeah i mean there's lots to get involved with our boxes we do twenty thousand every four months go out to children on free school meals so we have them in all different ranges of themes so anyone listening that wants to know how to get hold of one of these boxes or how so to get can we explain what the box is what is the box natalie sorry all right so we have build a book imagination boxes and inside that are picture books comic books journals game boards that you make yourself and they're paper craft so you build all the characters from the stories you build the sets and the scenes you pop them out into life so you don't just read it you build the books so um basically you can have blank temp templates as well so you can put your friends and yourself into that journey as well and then you can use your phone to wave them over the work that you've created. And VR features like augmented reality will pop over that as well. So there's something for everyone. They can feel a real sense of achievement. We have competitions inside there so the kids can get involved. Every one of them will be published in the Book of Hope next year. And then we have them exhibited at the Anglican Cathedral in May. So we need the, right afterwards we need the links to all of this because this is really magical wonderful stuff you're doing with kids i think we could have had a whole show on the box of um imagination yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, and we need to share all these links on the page so we will do and if people are listening on youtube you can access um things on the facebook page success in the yeah. city report and so sorry things. san can people can people just buy these boxes no, we find funding from organisations. So we go to organisations, knocking on doors, uh, getting um, funding from them, which then enables us to go and deliver these boxes for free alongside workshops. So we have a list of need across the city where we go and deliver. We work with people like Foreshore Housing Group who've dedicated their fleets to be able to deliver them so we don't have to pay for that. We're now uh, entering into talks with Novotel Paddington Hotel to be the venue for us to assemble these boxes. Uh, we also work closely with Gattaca High School, getting their students involved in packing boxes. It really is a huge uh, community building activity because it's it's not just benefiting the community. We employ the community and we, yeah. we include the community and we show that positive change can happen from peer groups. So Definitely. they see themselves in the in the success as well. So, Natalie, what if an individual thinks this is a brilliant idea? I want to fund one of them for a family, a kid or something. What? How do they do that? So they could just reach out to us on socials is the best way because we're more active on there. So if they just go on to app Builderbook UK um, and just reach reach out via that, um, they get to be on the front of all of the imagination boxes. We have funky little badges that go on there. So they go to all of the um, whatever the batches. Sometimes it's 20,000, sometimes it's 10. Um, and they also have a little pamphlet about themselves, what they do, and they can signpost things, people's resources and that. And we go and deliver to their communities as well. So we take Brilliant. sometimes somebody from the organisation with us and they can talk about what their business does in the community. Oh, what a genius idea. Oh, thank you. Cool. And you know, if you want to get involved yourself in all of this, then please do let me know. There is a space on the Female Forum and in Builderbook for 
all these uh, amazing creatives like yourselves. I would totally. Definitely. I'm, I'm at my head like that. Yeah. <laughs> How inspiring. Oh my, we could talk for ages to you about your project. You've got so much cool stuff. Yeah. I love I love the fact that you, you get the things and you deliver them in the, in the community. And, you know, as you were saying, you know, getting the kids to pack them in the schools because then they know where they're going to. And, and you get that buy-in from them and then it's that sense of ownership and, you know, they belong and, and it's just a dead cool way for them to take responsibility. I love it. No, thank you. And then they get to make things like this. So they get to make little creatures, make their own dice out of just paper. So we give people yeah. templates as well so that they, if they don't have any of the builder book boxes, all they need is junk like boxes for them from recycling or bits of old wallpaper. So it's a way that anyone can get involved and they don't have to have a builder book box. They just need trash. Brilliant. I love it. Love it. But we've got to move on because I'm, like, I'm like this. What? Um, yeah. Okay. I think we're going to have to get you back on again to talk. Yeah, definitely. Um, red face moment. Okay. Red face. Something that people can laugh along with, not at you. Well, Natalie, you had one, haven't you? Yes. Okay. So I remember walking along the street thinking I was it like this, you know, when I had my summer outfit on and there was a bunch of boys over the other side of the road and I'm with my girlfriends and we're walking like this. And as I'm looking over, checking them out, I walked in straight headfirst into a lamppost. It didn't end there. <laughs> now, normal people would just cough through and go, oh, goodness me. But now something within me made me do press-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I was so embarrassed, but something within me just took over. And before I knew it, I'm doing press-ups and my friends are going, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm going, oh, I'm just, oh I'm, just, I'm just unleashing some muscles and a bit stiff and... And they were standing there perplexed. And with them, we just had to school cough. And my friends questioned me all night, what was that about? I said, it's not a life for me. To this day, I don't know. Insanity broke up. I, don't, I didn't know how to handle awkward. So that's yeah, it. Shout out to the boys in Tubrook that day who saw a random woman walk into a lamppost and then go into a series of press-ups. If it is you, please do reach out. <laughs> if in doubt, throw 20 press-ups in. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Any embarrassing me. moments? No, I'm all right. What a few. Well, I'm going to show you mine. Go on then. So, we have a product called the Imagination Games, and it's about children using their imagination, but through sport. Yeah. And um, we had we've got the big bags, haven't we? And um, yeah. I thought, oh, I need bean bags for them. So, yeah. um, I normally get them from a supplier, and they were going to take two weeks off. Oh. I'll just quickly go on Amazon and I'll just get... So there was 30 bean bags. Okay. I'm going to put the palm of my hand up. Was this... Did you... <laughs> it's like... It's oh. not even as big as a pin cushion. I can fit four... Four bean bags in the palm of my hand. They're like... Oh, my goodness. Didn't they're like didn't lavender bags. You a clue? Well, I did think they were very cheap, and Sandra and I were talking, saying if it's too if it's too good to be true, it usually is. <laughs> so I've got thirty bean bags for guinea pigs. Oh, I love it. It's and Gina ordered a balloon arch, and she put a photo on, and I think this is the funniest thing ever. And she put a photo on it um, to us in our little group about the balloon arch she'd ordered. And it was a bag of balloons. And a oh. piece of string. <laughs> she oh, was... what? No. And she had to blow them up and make it herself. Oh, I'd be furious. It, it, so it was so funny. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God. Oh, that's great. Helen, we'll find something to do with them. That's oh, it. Yeah, I'll do something with them. I'll, um, sew, I'll sew all eight of them together to make one. Oh, a little hamster Gymkhana. That's what it is. A hamster Gymkhana. We'll have them. What um shout out to the grown-ups, any grown-ups who've done amazing things. Yes, yes, definitely. People carrying the Commonwealth torch and our Oh, that's mine. Wow. Oh, I was gonna just well, I'll just say Danny then. Danny de Brabander, who's um have been having cancer treatment. Sorry, we should check first, shouldn't we? Well, you've got someone else to mention. I know, so I was actually honored to be invited to go and watch them um with the baton bearer and Shauna Hogan. Um who is, um, she's Down syndrome and she's a Paralympian and she's a, mm -hmm. she's um, 
medal um gold medal winnings for swimming and things and when she was six a teacher said she was a health and safety risk and she couldn't go swimming um and then she wow. went off and she's traveled around the world and she's won well, i don't know she must have about 50 medals from all around the world and she was um one of the first baton bearers so i went to see her and then danny de Brabander was, was was a little bit further along in the line and i thought how cool is that from our city um Two people that we know who are the baton bearers and Shauna and her mum are going to come on um, the show, which I'd spoken to her a couple of um, weeks ago to come on the show. I bet so, that yeah, mum wrote good. a nice letter to the girls' teacher who didn't want to take a swimming. No, she, she actually said she was a health and safety risk, which is just horrendous, isn't it? Imagine getting that, but never mind. Um, but yeah, she, she she's dead cool, Shauna, and uh, she's on Hollyoaks and everything now. She's just like on another level. She's boss. Um, so yeah, big shout out to them. Any shout out to grown ups for you, Natalie? Um, yeah, I would like to do a shout out to uh, our director, um, one of the directors of our business, Jeff Stevenson, who's just lost his wife after uh, 65 years of marriage and is adjusting to a new Aww. reality. And he's doing so well. He's keeping himself so upbeat and he's still helping and still wanting to be really active. And um, I'm just actually amazed by his by his power, by his strength and his ability to manage so many things you know so yeah i would love to do my shout out for him today send a big love to jeff yeah yeah and just keep going keep going isn't it um i want to do a shout out have you got a shout out for grown up sam oh well i did that i stole off you stole mine okay all right um i'm gonna do um just a quick little plug because next tuesday mm -hmm. we've got the success in the city event live but it's not just a live in our office it's an actual event and it's going to be in the Blackie, which is um, the big community organisation, which is by the um, Chinese Arch next door to there, the big round building. And um, we've got loads of all our past guests are, are invited. So if you want to be with the most positive people who've done amazing things, yeah. um, then come along, you know, and uh, just let us know if you want to come along so we can just for cater and numbers and things like that. Yeah. Numbers. I saw that you had my friend Leon, uh, Leon from the sales dojo. So yeah, he is immensely positive. I just feel like we were cut from the same cloth. So I know that you've already had some smashing people in. And you mentioned yeah. Vince. Yeah, um, Helen's uncle Ron always says, where do you find these people? And I just say we're surrounded by them. So anybody, anyone in any house, in any road can just do good stuff if they want to. You've just got to be proactive and get on with it. Yeah. That's it. So my ben. uncle ron is actually coming to, to to the event so i phoned him before and i was like um we're doing the show so he's coming but because he has a bit of celebrity status now as neat as like my uncle ron i said to him we were laughing and i said um i said oh i said i'm thinking of getting photographs with uncle ron so you can have your photograph taken with him and you can make <laughs> a donation to charity because he's oh, like a celeb yeah. now yeah yeah, we're supporting the big health project at the event. So we've got a lucky dip yeah. and everything. And then we've got cool, some cool stuff going on as and well. And selfies with Uncle Ron and make a donation to the big health project. And well, then I was thinking, I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna create a campaign, Uncle Ron says, and then I'll have t-shirts <laughs> with him on. And um, he can become an internet sensation. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like I have to totally meet Uncle Ron now. Oh, he's like the coolest so thing ever. So <laughs> <laughs> very, very clever very insightful person he is he's like cool yeah mm -hmm. and my mum and dad are coming as well i better give them a shout out we're just amazing people my mum's doing all the wrapping up for the lucky dip she went i'll do that i was like brilliant thanks mum. <laughs> so shout out to my mum for doing the wrapping up oh well done well um, so positive challenge quickly before we run out of time so we're going to hand that over to natalie she's going to give us a positive challenge um to go about this week that we can do oh okay i would say um sensory challenge so i would say take a moment out like five minutes and then just explore your environment just close your eyes what can you hear what can you smell what do things feel like and and just spend some time in the moment just grounding yourself and then try it every day and add a minute on each time until by the end of it, you feel completely comfortable to be doing 10 minutes of work on self and clearing your mind and just being in the moment. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. That. That's a great challenge. 
we'll put that up. I think I think I'm gonna type that up and put it up. Uh, my uncle Ron says spare his blushes. <laughs> <laughs> and um we're gonna close the show with Natalie. Natalie's gonna give us her she's got two. She's got two. She's got um two little po positive mantra that she lives by and then a new one for the new book. Yes, I love the really, really common one that everyone says, but I totally believe this, that you've got to be in it to win it. That's the main one for me because I didn't used to be in it and I wasn't winning anything. But when I threw myself into it and had the confidence to do it, I think because I left shame at the door. I think when you have kids, your shame just disappears. Yeah. I realised I can be in it and I can win it. So definitely start that earlier, please start that earlier. And then uh, the other thing is, frowns are smiles waiting to happen because i think that when you've got a frown on your face at some point you're going to smile again that's that's one thing that's going to happen you're always going to find joy at some point even if it feels really really bleak so i think that gives people comfort to know that brilliant oh, I love massive that. massive massive thank you for joining us today Good luck tomorrow night on your book launch. You do, I know you don't need it, but I'm going to say good luck anyway. Well, we're going to say fingers around all this sound because that's what we say. Um, and it's going to be amazing. Um, massive thank you to Sandra, as always. And we will see everybody next week live after Blackie. So if you want to go, drop us a message and we'll add you to the guest list. Um, and thank you again, Nat. We'll see everybody last next week. Fabulous. Thank you. Good night. Good night.